0: next chapter podcasts welcome to thick skin with jock and hawk i'm jock jones and i'm Latroy hawkins this show is called thick skin because you have to have thick skin to be in the spotlight whether you're a professional athlete like hawk and myself who played in the bigs or you're an entertainer the media will come after you so you better be ready we're here to tell
1: it like it is correcting the media When they get it wrong, and they do get it wrong, and dive deep into the world of sports, all sports, and entertainment from an athlete's perspective.
0: We got a great show for you here today. Make sure you subscribe and follow the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, let's get started.
1: We got a very special guest today on The Thick Skin with Jock and Hawk five time gold glove winner. I mean, nine time gold glove winner. Five time all star. Sorry about that. Two time silver slugger. A career 277 hitter. Parts of 19 years in the major leagues. Hailing from. Pine I Bluff Arkansas. Arkansas. Kansas. Then don't you ever freaking the say Kansas again. That's one. of the best center it. fielders.
2: It's Arkansas. It's Arkansas? <laughs> don't say Arkansas. Because I ain't nothing got nothing to do with our Kansas City. Kansas City got nothing to do with me.
1: Tory Kedar <laughs> Hunter. One of the best center fielders to ever. Yeah, play the game. Play the game. Wow. Our buddy, our good friend, our, our brother. brother from another mother. Our brother. Victoria, you've been retired eight years now. Real tired. And I know that because you and I retired at the, at the same time. Yeah, we were real tired of baseball. We yeah. weren't, we didn't retire. We were real tired. We were real tired. And we always, always when people talk about, Oh, you, you know, when did you know it was time to retire? And I always tell people, I never wanted to go have that conversation with a general manager for him to tell me I wasn't good enough. So you and I, are Did it different than everybody else. We gave them the uniform back. They didn't take it from us. Mm -hmm. So always, you know, I always mention you when I talk about retirement. We did it that way. But what, what was part of your decision to retire when you did?
2: Man, you know what? Um, when I, 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 I'll never forget, um, my kids, they, they went to college and we're empty nesters. My wife is with me full time now and. And she came to me one day, and she was like, man, I notice every time you go to the stadium, you always say, uh, I got to go into work. Like, I never use the word work, or I always use, like, I'm going to the stadium, I'm going to the field, or whatever it may be, but to use the word work, you know, was a, a trigger for her. And she's like, why are you using this word work? You know, because baseball has never been work for me. It's always been like, I'm going to the stadium. We're going to the field. I'm going to the, 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 the stadium to play this game, you know, and it was fun for me, you know, and it got to a point where it became mentally, you know, to a point where my, mentally my, my mind was drained. And once your mind leaves you, your body is not too far behind. And, um, and so it's got to a point where, you know, where I was calling it work. And when you call it work is, you know, it becomes, something that you really don't want to do. I mean, we all we all work. We all work hard. We all do what we have to do. Uh, but at the same time, if you call it work and not just what we, what you do. It becomes something different. And and uh, once I, my wife came to me and told me, you keep saying work. I'm going to the job. I'm going to something. She was like, this is not normal. I'm used to saying you saying I'm going to the stadium. I'm going to the field. And once I started talking about work, I knew it was over. And, uh, and your body is not too far behind. And I start feeling it. And it wasn't nice. When you have your butt cheek lock up while you're walking up the steps, <laughs> you can't walk up steps in your home, to, in your home, you know, after a game. Right. I'm walking up the steps to go to bed and you're like, Oh my God, I locked up, you know, and I'm 40 years old. And there's no way your body should be locking up unless you, you know, your mind is following. I you know, just to hear guys, um, talk about like when I walk in a room in the, in the, uh, the kitchen or in a different room, in a video game room or whatever, and they say, Oh, Tori's coming. It's like, damn, they can hear you coming. I'm 40 years old now. Like, Tori's coming. Don't say <laughs> nothing crazy because he's a little older and we got to respect him. You know, I'm always the one that,
1: Inappropriate. Then, <laughs> yeah, I was very
2: inappropriate, and I was the one that had the parties. I had the fun. I took guys out. We had good times. And and it got to a point where, oh, Tori's coming. It was so much respect amongst these young guys okay. that that's what I knew. Hold on. Wait a minute. You know, these guys are the same age as my son. My son's a 21, playing football Notre Dame, playing football at Arkansas State, uh, Riverside, California. They're in college playing football, but they're the same age as my son. Right. And that's when I knew, okay, I'm getting a little older. I still have fun. I still enjoyed it, but my, my mind left me first before my body. And once your mind leave you, doesn't matter.
0: So Tori, you just mentioned, uh, about leadership and guys looking up to you and, and realizing, you know, Hey, my time is winding down and, um, these kids behind me are, are the same age as my son. Can you? Can you? I'm going to read two quotes from two different players um, that shows how much they appreciated what you did. Right. Um, it's a quote from Howie Kendrick. Um, Howie Kendrick said, "Tory Hunter and Bobby Abreu, uh the the ranking veterans within the clubhouse, would pull aside young players when they botched a the play or forgot the play uh, or forgot the fundamentals." Tori talks to everyone in the locker room, whether it's pitchers, catchers, infielders, outfielders, whoever whoever it is. These guys, they've done it. You've seen their success. Why would we not look up to those guys? How we Kendrick? Another wow. quote from Mike Trout, one, mm. of, the, one of the game superstars. Tory taught me so much about the game, about life, and about how to hand, handle yourself as a professional. I was lucky to have him as a teammate and have his locker next to, to mine so I can ask him all these questions and learn so much about the game from him. What does that mean to you to hear some of your younger peers, uh, speak to the media or whoever about your leadership? Wow. I mean, you're talking about two really
2: good guys, the Howard Kendrick World Series Championship, you know, maybe the MVP. Uh, with the Nationals, um, he, he has some big hits with the Nationals. Um, Mike Trout, one of the best players that ever played the game. Um, to say, you know, I had an impact in their lives. I mean, you look at what they do, you, you, they don't have to say that, you know, for them to say that. I'm very thankful and grateful because I, I do, I care about my, my teammates more than I, I cared about my success, you yep. know, um, me, I, I can be zero for three with three strikeouts. I cared about how you feel. How are you? You good? How's the family? You know, and and um, I I remember a guy named Rick Smith. He's a trainer for the the Angels, and he was like, remember, <laughs> Smitty. Smitty is is something different. He's a different guy. I mean, you got to know him to love understand him. who he is. But I love him to death. And he came to me. He was like, Hey, you got you you know, I I love what you do, and I'm like. You know, he was talking about my talent. I'm like, yeah, God bless me to, you know, to run, throw, hit, you know, all those things. He's like, no, 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 no. That's not what I'm talking about. You got a gift. Like what you do with players, you sit down and you get the norm, you know, um, as if they, they've known you for, uh, 30 years, but they've known you for 30 minutes and, and, and they got a chance to, to realize they, they, They've never known me that long, and they, but they, yet they listen to me, and they listen to what I have to say, and I never thought about it. Smitty was like, you, that's a gift. That's something that no one can fire you from. No one can retire you from. That's something that all goes into the day you die. off. a talent, it actually it, it gets old. It, it dies, uh, different things like that. But a gift, it never dies. You can't fire me. You can't retire me. It's always something that's ongoing. And, uh, and that's something that I realized I was 31 years old and I was doing this thing since I was young, mm-hmm. since high school, and I never thought about it. And so I kind of fell into it and try to, you know, I told myself, look, I'm a, I'm a fall into my gift and use it and, and know that I have it. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I really utilize it. I really used it. And before you know it, you had 19 years in the major leagues. Because I didn't know this until I was 13 years, 12 years in the major leagues. And I might have got five more years in because I used my gift. Talked about that the other day. Yeah. Sometimes you got to use your gift. And that actually makes room for you. And you actually last longer because people will pay you for your gift. You know, I never seen a tree eat his own fruit. You know, Mm -hmm. and when the tree eat his own fruit, you better run. (laughs) Because that's weird. (laughs) Right. And it's a lot of people. <laughs> it's, a, it's a lot of people today in America, in the world that says it's about me. I, me and mine, I think are destruction. Right. And I think we're to that point where we think about I, me and minds, And those are words that actually destroy everything. That's a tree eating its own fruit. That's a tree with a mouth. Who eats his own fruit no every fruit that's eaten from any tree has been picked from from someone else right. and we all are our seeds we all are tree trunks we all are trees that actually bear fruit for all of us to eat from and pick from right. so um i think we're to a point where we do that and and i've learned that i have to be i have to use my gift and my gift is not for me it's for well, someone I'm else sure. to pick from and once you have a gift and you understand what you're doing in this life, you become valuable to someone else's uh, problem. You become a solution to someone else's problem. Then you become a, a tree that bears fruit that people pick from. And that's the most powerful thing you can do. I, me, and mine are destruction. They're, they're destroyers. And I think that's what we are, not just in sports. We talk about real life situations yep. with our kids today. Yep. They care about them.
1: I, me, and mine. Bad situation. Well, that was us when we were younger, for sure. Because we didn't, we couldn't look outside of ourselves. We didn't know any better. We, yeah, we didn't know any better. We couldn't. But how, how much of an impact did Kirby Puckett have on, on your, your career? Because, and I'm a couple years younger than you two, so I know getting there, actually having a chance to play with Kirby and Kirby being exactly like you and I and everybody and I are in a little group. are We've never met a stranger, and we make everybody feel welcome, like. How Howie Kendrick talked about you, how Trout—that is a gift. But I think it helps. I think having somebody in the clubhouse when you get there to help you continue to give your gift—I think that's powerful. Because Kirby was that for us,
2: you know. And and it's the same thing. What I was talking about, you know, a tree that that eats his own fruit. It's the same thing with mentorship. You're right. It's I, I did this all by myself. No, you didn't. There's always somebody there along the way that's did it before you yep. and never had any, said any words. Actually, you saw what they were doing and you go, wow, I like that. Kirby was that Kirby Puckett was the guy for all of us, all three of us mm-hmm. that, that walked in a clubhouse and knew the security guy's name. Yep. Yes. He knew the usher's name. He knew people park a lot that of no tenders. one, parking lot attendants, park mm-hmm. no one really knew these people, clubhouse but Kirby guys. knew their name. Right. And we go, wow, this dude, no names of people. And he take him to dinner. You mm-hmm. take him to, to supper or breakfast. I'll be like, wow, this dude is unbelievable. So you see those things from a guy you respect and you love and you take on those qualities, qualities. Mm-hmm. Right. And you say, you know what? I like that. I like those qualities. Mm-hmm. That's who I was. But for him, he advanced me. He made me better because I watched him. And I saw a guy I respected that played the game of baseball. Was an African American player mm-hmm. who from Chicago, the South Side of Chicago, from the streets, just like I'm from the streets. And he actually did something. He broke the code, right? Yep. He he shift he he kind of found that cheat code like we do in the video game. We found a cheat code to actually go on to success. And he actually did that. And so for me, as a young guy who's 18, 19 years old, to see Kirby Puckett. Who knew people's names that shouldn't? That you you would think that you wouldn't know their names. He knew their names. He called them out and said, "You are valuable. You are loved, and I see you." Okay, I have no choice but because that's my mentor. I'm gonna look at a guy like that and say, "This is what I want to do." And I was I already had that heart, but he actually made me a better player, person, um, and and I cared about people who. You know, in some places, in some spaces, you actually see people will say, they're beneath me. Right. Kirby will say, they're above me. Yep. That's great leadership skills. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and that's somebody that I looked up to. And that's somebody that I emulated, um, and imitated my whole
1: career. We got the philosopher here on the thick
0: skin show with Jock <laughs> yeah. Hawk, Mr. Tory Hunter. I smoked marijuana I when I was younger. So just, just to, just to, uh, further, Kirby's mentorship to you. Um, I know he made all of us a better player, a better person, better family man, better father because he loved yeah. his two kids, right? Mm-hmm. But can you speak to these people and tell them about the, uh, envelope situation when Kirby did right. <laughs> grab his envelope <laughs> out of the, out of the player's box? It's
2: amazing, man, because
0: <laughs> I'm 18 years old. I'm in major league
2: camp in 1994 and, um, and I'm this 18 year old kid between Dave Winfield was on my left and Kirby Puckett's on my right. And Kirby says, um, he came in at six a.m. in the morning. I'm there early. You know, mm-hmm. rookies, we mm-hmm. got there. Mm-hmm. We talked about like, it yesterday. We're going to be there early. You know, you're not going to see me late and I'm going to, I'm going to go hard. And, uh, I knew I wasn't going to make the, the squad at mm-hmm. 18 years old, but I'm going to give you a good, good you, you you're going to, I'm going to give you a good showing. You're going to be like, wow, this dude serious. Right. And Kirby comes walking in at 6 a.m. in Winfield and Kirby says, something's in my eye, you know? and And I'm like, man, what's in your eye? He said, open his envelope for me. And I'm like, Okay. I open it. And I open it up and it says $496,000. I'm like, Oh my God. You make this much money a year? He said, No, young puck. I make this every freaking two weeks. And I'm like, Oh my God. I couldn't believe that he made this every two weeks. And the next thing you know, he, the next morning, I'm, I'm up at six AM. I'm in a batting cage hitting off the tee, working on my swing or whatever. He has slide shorts on and uh, uh, sandals on, and he had his coffee early in the morning he was probably watching drinking me in a, the
1: dark. He was probably drinking a Coke, eating a Snickers. <laughs> he probably was eating <laughs> a Snickers and drinking a Coke,
2: because it didn't have steam in the cup. It was, like,
1: <laughs> very cold.
2: And he said, <laughs> and he's like, I knew I'd catch you out here, young puck, right? Yeah. And I'm out there yeah. hitting the ball like, man, I got to get to the big leagues. I'm trying to make the money you making, uh, you know. Yeah. And it's crazy because he did that. To let me see what you what's 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 there and available for you yeah. if you put in the work. Like you can't get this unless you put in the work. Kirby already put in the work. That's why he he got what he got. Right. You if don't get this for no you, reason, he right? right. That carrot out there for he, you. We know? dangled that carrot yeah. in front of me, and I was like, "Wow!" I look at that carrot, and I chased it. And uh some people won't chase carrots, you know. Um And I, I thank Kirby for doing that. It sounds cocky. It's count. Kind of, it sounds bold. It is not. Is something that people need to see, man. Look, at the end of the day, your money problems is your problem. Yep. Like, you have issues. It's because of your money problems. Mm-hmm. You got issues. You can't pay your rent. You can't pay your bills. You can't feed your family. You can't feed no one else. You can't do anything unless you have funds. Right. Right? And so Kirby showed me something that I can do to feed and food, shelter, and clothing with other people with the money that he was making. If I make that kind of money, I can change people's lives. Right. Mm-hmm. You know? And, um, and so I saw that and I knew the value behind it. And I'm like, man, I got to make it to the league. It helped me. It helped me see something bigger. You know, I knew what I wanted to do, but at the same time, it was bigger than me. Right. And, uh, and I saw bigger than me when he showed me that. And, and now here you go. I'm a veteran guy. Here I am showing Howie Kendrick. I'm showing, uh, Jared Weaver. I'm showing Mike Trout. I'm showing, uh, uh, Joe Mauer. I'm showing all these people and I'm giving them my, my check yep. every two weeks yep. and saying, this is what I make. And they're like, man, you make that every year. No, bro, I make that every two weeks. Yeah. You know, paying and, and, and they're like, wow, you know, it's not the greed. Yep. It's what you can do with it. You right. know, you can change people's lives. You can change your family's life. You can change your bloodline. You can change your, your great grandkid. Kids, they can have something, and that's a blessing, man, to do those things. And so I thank Kirby Puckett, man, for what he's done for me, uh, th- the motivation, the drive, the fight mm-hmm. that he's given me, um, with something so different, an envelope. Hmm. a envelope, an envelope, showing me his paycheck, changed my career.
1: All right. So we're out here. You talked about impacting lives, and we're out here in Vegas every year. We come out the first of December. With our charity, you're on the board. I'm on the board of a, a foundation, still got game. Mm-hmm. And you know, we donate a lot of money. We we raise a lot of money. We donate a lot of money. What does that mean to you? I know you from Pine Bluff, Arkansas. You have your own foundation. Mm-hmm. Where you help people in your city. Um, what is that being able to give back to different communities? What does that mean to you? You know what? We all have um, where we're from. We all do
2: good work. Right. We do great works, uh, where we're from, but it's, it's a great opportunity to have Griffey and Lofton and Jock Jones and Latrell Hawkins and Eddie Godado and, you know, all these guys, Shane Victorino. We, we got a lot of guys who, Abba Pujos, you know, he's here. And, um, we have a lot of guys that come together and say, Hey, we still got game. Yeah. It might not be on the field, but we actually doing things off the field to change the game for people's lives. Right. And, uh, so we do financial literacy with still got game. You know, you, you're talking about, like I said, at the end of the day, you know, they say the root of all evil is, is, uh, uh, money, right? The love of money. And it is the love of money is if we can change your mindset and give you a different perspective on money. Um, we actually change your life. Because most of our issues, the root of it is money. So we actually teach financial literacy and understanding that financial literacy, probably 80 percent emotional. You know, it's not just mathematics because we all went to, through math in school. But why do we go broke? So if we can teach you about emotional issues on money. You know, check your emotions. You check the money. And I think that's another thing. Um, we also use baseball to get scholarships. We also use baseball to change our lives and give us discipline and give us understanding of failure and different things like that. And, and that's something that we do with our baseball camps and all over the country. We actually change people's perspective on failure because failure actually teach you a lot. You know, fail, you don't have to be a failure. You actually can, can have failure to teach you a lesson opposed to having failure teach you and make you a prisoner. You know, we choose to make it a schooling opposing a uh, opposes a, a prison. So, um yeah, I mean, still got game means like, look, we're not on the field anymore, but we also we're, we're doing it off the field now, and we still got game because we're doing different things and changing the game in the world. And I think that's what still got game stands for.
0: So, Tori, we've we've known <clears throat> we've we've both known you um since 1996. Mm. Latroy probably a couple ninety two ninety three for La Troy. probably mm-hmm. since nineteen ninety-three. Yeah. Twenty year baseball career, countless, you know, handful of teams you played for. Um we, we talked about retirement earlier. What are you doing <clears throat> post baseball that makes Tory Hunter smile, makes Tory Hunter happy? Um, um let can you let the people know what what ventures, what foundations, charity, other charities you're involved with? because I've watched you um uh, mm-hmm. we're like we're so tight like brothers you know what I'm saying so I've watched you just transition from a baseball player a uh, great person to be a hell of a businessman and a family man
2: man you know what um man I I've, I've been knowing you brothers man since we were 17 years old yep. you know and yep. and um my whole life and you you you're definitely my brothers you're more powerful than my my brothers I grew up with um uh, so I I definitely have to say um Man, you know what? We, we've been blessed to be a blessing to others. Um, we, we still have work to do. We still have to make a difference. And, you know, with the, the, the experience that we have in life, the people that we met in life all over the world, not just one local area. We've met people all over the country, the world, and, uh, and we made good money. So our, our whole thing is not about us. It's not about us. It's about, for me, my whole dream was to have a business that actually has jobs created that actually have people that get a check from me that actually have food, shelter, and clothing. Mm -hmm. So if I can create spaces, jobs, that has a, a space where people get employed or become my team members and they have food, shelter, and clothes, there's nothing more powerful than doing that. Baseball allowed me to do that. I mean, I played this game of baseball. I went through what I went through. That's, but that's like part of my chapter, right? Yeah. That's my part of my story. The whole story, the whole dream, the whole purpose in life is to create Food, shelter, and clothing. And when you create jobs and businesses, you actually create food, shelter, and clothing. That's the most powerful thing you can do in the world. And I and baseball allowed me to do that. And God allowed me to do that. I am a, a man of faith and I would never deny that. You know, and I believe that, you know, Jesus, I believe that God actually allowed me to to um um uh, go out and play this game of baseball and meet people and learn so much about failure. And make adjustments on failure. Make adjustments on anything in a life. The hardest thing I ever did was play the game of baseball. Every every time I start a business, I do a business. I go, "What's the adjustment?" You know, I gotta face Roger Clemens in 30 minutes. He struck me out, but I'm about to face him again. So I better make this adjustment. If I don't, someone's gonna steal my job. Well, it's the same thing in business. You know, you face a guy, a, a situation. It's a Roger Clemens situation. If you don't make this adjustment, I promise you, you're going to be out of business. Right. So all I know is to make the adjustment, and I'm, I'm cool with it. If I can create food, shelter, and clothing, I think God put me in a position and put us in a position where we can change people's lives and we have to be obedient. Delayed disobedience is still disobedience. Do what you
1: have to do. So we're going to—one more question, and we're going to start to wind it up. The best joke— that you played on somebody or they played on you. Uh, so it could be appropriate, it could uh, be inappropriate. Yeah, but we want it. to hear. It. We had Eddie on yesterday told a couple two really good ones that the bullpen guys snuck into his house with yeah. speakers and video and did the clown <laughs> that thing. Was hilarious. Oh And boy. then I told about when I put the the glitter in his vents in his rental car and the sardines. So you give us one good one. Oh my God. I don't
2: know. I think that might be the best one i ever seen. I'm 40 years old. I came back to the Minnesota Twins in 2015 and Eddie Godotto was the, the, uh, the bench coach. I mean, the, uh, bullpen, bullpen coach, bullpen coach yeah. for the, for the Twins. And he was my teammate forever. Yep. And, and I came back as a player at 40 years old and now he's a coach and these young guys <laughs> snuck in his house <laughs> and broken his house while he was asleep and, and, and it was like a ghost in his home. And I swear he tried to shoot everybody in there. I'm like, he's going to kill our team. And I thought it was the funniest thing ever that Eddie Gordado wanted to hurt the ball club. And he was scared. It was just that he was sleeping in his house in his apartment by himself. And the guys broke in there and had ghost situations. And and Eddie don't believe in ghosts. So he tried to kill the ghost. And and they happened to be our, our players, our bullpen guys. And, and uh, so that was actually pretty funny, but it wasn't because somebody could have really died. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh so, yeah, Eddie, Eddie might be the funniest teammate I ever had. David Ortiz probably up there with, he's probably one B. Yeah. One B. One B. And B. And one B. Uh, Eddie is probably one A because his favorite moment ever in our career was a shower. Like, why would the shower be your favorite situation? Uh-oh. I don't, I don't get it. Like, <laughs> No one should have ever have a favorite time as a shower. I mean, I mean, it was weird. I felt like I was in prison. And I know what prisoners feel like because Eddie was that guy who said shower shower check, and I I don't believe in shower checks. But when you play Minnesota Twins, you you gonna believe in it because Eddie's gonna make you.
1: Not everybody. Not- he only picked on some people.
2: <laughs> he picked on people who. Who believed in it?
1: Okay. Did he pick on you? <laughs> <laughs> okay, we kind of went left with that. But the best joke that you played on somebody or they did to you. Man, I didn't
2: play too many jokes, man. I, I
1: actually laughed at a lot of jokes. I didn't play too Funniest
2: many, teammate. Funniest teammate I ever had. Funniest teammate. You know what? It wasn't even a teammate. It was actually a coach. My funniest teammate was Jerry White. Oh, yeah, no doubt about it. Oh. Jerry White might have oh. been the funniest person <laughs> I ever – Human being I ever oh. been a part of. He's my coach. He didn't, even know, coach. He didn't First, even know it. He had no idea that he's the funniest. <laughs> uh, I'll never forget the Fista Hotel in Milwaukee. <laughs> and guys got a key early. We we flew into Milwaukee, and they get the key, and they go in his room and use uh soap. Right. So you get you wet the soap and you get it with your finger, index finger, and you write help on the mi- mirror. <laughs> oh, yeah. So when you take a shower, the steam actually shows help me. Right. So we wrote help me on the mirror and he took a shower that next morning and they said help me. And the official was known for being hunted. So he <laughs> he actually we did that and he actually moved out of the hotel <laughs> and went to another hotel I thought that was the funniest thing in the world. He had a lot of funny situations. J Dub was scary
1: anyway. Yeah. Like J Dub was, was scared of everything. Fella. And he's a nervous he seller.
2: So I, I think Jerry White might have been the funniest guy i ever been with, period. Not just player, but coach. And, uh, so I really missed him. You know, <laughs> uh, I still talk to him on, on a day to day basis. I gave him my second gold glove. Uh, he, yeah. he's gonna, uh, um um, Will it back to my son Tory Jr., so if he passes away, he <laughs> gives it back to my son Tory Jr, and then, you know just that's how much respect that I have for him, this much love I have for him. He's taught me a lot about the outfield um, reason why I have nine gold gloves. I definitely think Jerry White has something to do with it. He gave me some a lot of little nuggets here and there that actually uh, sustained itself, and it you know I, of course I, I made some adjustments along the way, but Jerry white changed my, my career defensively.
1: Thank you for your time spent here on the Thick Skin with Hawk and Jock, Jock and Hawk Show. Mm-hmm. Um, Hopefully we can get you to come on again. But before we go, we have listeners in Texas. Tell them about Tinder Barbie, Barbecue.
0: Tinder Smokehouse. Tinder smokehouse. smokehouse.
1: Where it is, how many you have, and tell them to come through. Hey, guys. You know, we have Tinder Smokehouse
2: uh, in Salina, Frisco, and Arbury. We're working on Little Elm. We'll be open uh, the middle of January. Uh, we're working on Weisboro uh, in in uh, May, June. Uh, so we have five uh, locations called Tender Smokehouse Barbecue. And uh, I, I think you guys should come by. We were number two in the nation in 2019. Best restaurant. Not just barbecue, the best restaurant. And I hate being number two. I definitely want to be number one. So come out and check us out. We have La Finca Coffee Shop. Uh, in downtown Frisco and also in Prosper, La Finca means the farm. And, uh, the coffee comes from Mexico, from the farm straight to your cup. And it's a different coffee bean. And we roast it right in lo- uh, locally and you're going to love it. So come out and check us out, man. We have a lot of different businesses, uh, there in Frisco, uh, Prosper, uh, Little Am, Salina, Frisco area, Whitesboro. Whitesboro. You're going to love it. You're going to love the barbecue. Um I'm not a restaurant guy, but I am a barbecue guy, totally different. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, thanks again, Tori. Appreciate you coming out on the show.
0: T-nuts. T- yes, sir. T-nuts. I appreciate you guys, man.
2: I love what you guys are doing, man. You got to have thick skin to uh to hear what we have to say yeah. and uh uh you you can also voice your opinion. You know, I, I thank you guys for allowing us to have a a voice, you know, opposed to someone writing a title and saying, Hey, this is what it's all about, but the story doesn't actually tell what the title is. We're able to tell our title and our story, uh, right here on this podcast called Thick Skin. So I appreciate it. You got to have thick skin to listen to this podcast. That's so right. if you don't have thick skin, get off. That's it's right. Not get, for the you. Step in. get the stepping. Get the stepping.